You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. There, I, th- I believe we're recording now, Michael. Okay, that's that's a good thing. It okay. is a good thing. And welcome, folks, to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 158. And we are back as a fearsome twosome this week because uh, Mr. Green Tree is being sprayed, so he couldn't be with us today. You say deloused? Deloused, sprayed, dipped. We're not sure what's being done. Sheep dip. Okay. <laughs> as long as you don't use the tortilla chip or the how did they say it in the movie RV? Those tortelli chips with the <laughs> with the sheep dip. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good combination. It's not what you think, people. Or yeah. maybe you do. No, no. If you know what you know what sheep dip is, then you'll know what we're talking about. So, right. um, but no, Mark had uh, his house is actually being sprayed. Um, cause he's afraid of spiders. So once a year, his dear wife has it sprayed. So the spiders don't bother him. You know, I'm not afraid of spiders though. So, <laughs> okay. Although I killed a giant one the other day, we had one that built in a web along the front porch. And I mean, he was a big honker too. Cause when I stepped on him, he popped and got squirted everywhere. <laughs> oh my, there wasn't cows caught in the web, was there? No, but there were some big moths caught in that web. Well, that's a plus. Yeah, I, it was. I, but I knew my kids would be freaked out if they saw that. I said because it had a body on it, probably I don't know, maybe almost a half inch in diameter. At the what do they call the back part of? This? Is that the thorax? I believe so. Yeah, that that part. And like I said, when I stepped on that part, when I knocked it down out of the lamp, because uh, it, it was up in one of the porch lamps. And uh, our side lights, whatever you want to call it, and I knocked it down. I still, I mean, you. Could, it was an audible pop. <laughs> so well, I seem to remember out in the farm, um, we had a barn that wasn't used during the summer, so the spiders would build webs in there. And I don't know if it was because I was a kid, and I think the fact I also watched a Bonanza episode where I think uh, little Joe got bit by a um, black widow or something like that. So I had kind of a uh, I don't want to say a fear of spiders, but I kept an eye on them. They, you know, they gave me a certain amount of creeps. Let's just put it that way. And we used to have them, and they would build, you know, like I say, maybe because I was a, a little smaller than them, it seemed like they were huge, you know, probably like size of a good quarter, you know, um, or whatever. These were the barn spiders that crawled around. These weren't like the little daddy legs or anything like that. And to me, uh, they just seemed huge. And they looked, seemed like they had big, huge webs in there. And um, maybe that's just my perception of being a child or something. Well, I mean, I uh, I live close to the woods, so we're bound to get tons of spiders as they come up out of the woods, you know, brown recluse and stuff like that. We don't see too many of them. Um, normally, we just see the little teeny spiders or the occasional granddaddy long legs. My kids freaked out one time. I picked up a granddaddy long legs and let it crawl up my arm, and they're going, ah! And I'm going, it won't hurt you. It's a granddaddy long legs. Well, now my son, though, um, uh, Ryan, my second son, I think he was about four years old, and he woke up uh, one morning, and his hand was about double its normal size, and we didn't know what was going on, so we took him to the doctor, and he examined it, and he found what he thought was a bite mark there, so we can only assume that he got bit by a spider, and uh, he had a reaction or whatever, and his hand swelled up, and uh, him and Emily both, they both have uh, allergies. This time of year, you know, you've never seen two kids pray harder for a killing frost, except maybe for you. You like that cold stuff. Uh, <laughs> But they they just want a good killing frost to kill off all the ragweed and the pollen producing stuff, so that they don't have to be you know popping their Claritin pills and and you know that that can be a bit of a 
a pain in the butt because, you know, in order to keep the meth dealers down, they have this thing about you can only buy, what, two packs at a time because we'd buy them at Walmart. So they had this thing that you could only buy, you know, two packs at a time or something like that. And when you have two kids with allergies and you have to buy a week's worth of stuff, that's not the easiest thing to do. So sometimes I would go to one checkout. And Deb would go to the other checkout, and then we'd say, pretend we don't know each other. We're going to buy these things. You know, we felt like drug dealers in there because we were trying to buy enough Claritin uh, or Pseudofedrine or whatever for the week to get them through. And so, you know, we're trying to be good parents, take care of our kids, but we just felt like drug dealers. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you buy that stuff, it's like, you know, you got to show ID, give a, a DNA sample, and I don't know, whatever the hell else you got to do to to buy that stuff because the they cook it up into i think it's meth that's what they cook it up into yeah yeah it's a nasty stuff uh uh and around here out in the country we people try to keep a lookout because it's, it's sparsely populated out here and there is things around here uh, for we have there's certain ingredients uh, and i don't know the and for the record uh for the nsa i don't know the recipe for meth please don't knock at my door but some <laughs> of the things that i know go into it are like you know common in this part of the country like propane uh ammonia is a fertilizer or you know ammonia nitrate things like that is a uh, a fertilizer so there's things like that that are, that are common around here to make meth and so and i think one time at like the fertilizer plant they scared off some people who were trying to steal stuff so an uh, abandoned farm buildings out here is a good place for them to do that kind of stuff in so we tend to take it you know, a little more seriously but you know um when you can't even get what you need for your kids well i mean you can't get quite enough for your kids it just makes you feel you know stupid so yeah Hello! oh Jesus and, God. and as i say stupid he pops in yeah that's true he popped in. <laughs> and, and how you going guys well, we were going good. We've been talking about you being cheap dipped. You were better the... before me. All right, I'll get back to my life and, 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 and do what I was doing before. Hey, what's, well, that, gonna... what, what's that crawling on the wall there behind you? Hey, hey, come on. I had the pest guy out today. Okay, he sprayed the whole house. They're all dead. All the cockroaches are going and all the spiders are going, except for the huntsmen's because the, the huntsman uh, spider, which is the big scary one that I, I think I've told everyone about where I was in the shower that day dancing around and, and it was on the ceiling. Anyway, because they're not web-dwelling uh, spiders, they're ground-based uh, spiders, they can't guarantee that they can get those. So, uh, yeah, don't do the little spider-walky things, guys. <laughs> That's kind of freaking me out already. I was going to say you're here, so obviously the pest control didn't work. Yeah, you know, he, 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 he came to the door and, and, and he said, you look familiar. And I'm like, jeez, I know I'm a pest, but I didn't think I was that bad. Did he, as long as he didn't turn around and look at the side of his truck or have a an effigy of you laying upside down dead with your, your feet and your hands stuck. <laughs> On top of his truck. Uh, that's funny. No, he, he lives locally. Um, so, you know, I've never met him before, but we, of course, see each other in passing. You know, he'll be driving around while I'm walking the kids home from school and, and different stuff like that. So uh, that's where he knew me from. And uh, we, we sort of went in the same circles about 15 years ago as well. He, he knew the same guys who I was working with back at that stage. So it's, it's one of those stories of, well, it's a small world after all. And uh, we actually reminisced for a while. It was, it was quite a good day. Well, good. Now, Mark was, or I mean, Mike was just talking about his recipe for cooking up meth. So... <laughs> Boy, did I come in and I saved the show, man. I absolutely shaved it. He wants to be a Walter White. No, there was, uh, 
You know, I never have seen that show. I do know the reference, you know, but I it, haven't it, seen that it's, show. It's honestly good to see, Kevin. It's um, I I think it's worthwhile now that it's concluded to watch it back to back. I'm, I mean, you know, just this week we saw the last episode of Under the Dome, and it's given me the shits because now I've got to make sure that I live for next season. So if I die before next season comes up, I'm not going to know what happens. And that's just, that's sad. But Gretel and I will get the insurance money. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> no, I, actually, it, it, it's better uh, for uh, Gretel to, to, to cark it because her insurance is bigger than mine. So there you go. Yeah, but I helped her get another policy. Ah, uh, and you were written into it, I take it. Yes, I get 10%. 15 if it looks like an accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, oh, we, we, were, we were just having chat, and and before Mike was talking about his method or uh, recipe for cooking up meth, and how he's sensitive to those sorts of things in his part of the world, and you made me think. You know, you talked about buying a uh, acetamin or not acetaminophen. Uh, what's pseudofedrin? Pseudofedrin, and how in this country you have to sign your life away because they use it to make Sign drugs. To, yeah. And I was thinking, around here, if you buy too much sugar at one time or too much <laughs> corn feed, they come yeah. looking for you because they think you're cooking uh, uh, moonshine. Because <laughs> you buy, you have to have a lot of sugar or yeast or something like that. You know, They're like, um, excuse me, Mr. Alder, why did you buy 300 pounds of sugar? I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and the guy I worked with, he uh, he's had some actual moonshine. I think maybe one of the liquor stores here in town possibly might sell that stuff. I don't know if I'm brave enough to try it or not. but Oh, the hmm. stuff the liquor store sells is pretty safe. Uh, oh. The stuff that you, you buy off the back of the truck is a little bit different <laughs> story. So, is that the stuff that they drain out of their tank, and the, out of their fuel tank, and then sell you? Or It's possible. I mean, you know, you've got to get it to your customer some way. <laughs> Well, and you also have to have something to propel the truck while you're you're selling it, so it's dual purpose. It's fuel or it's it's drinkable. That's why they call it white lightning. <laughs> so it'll light you up in a hurry. So I have to take a moment here and say that Mike reminded me that I was quite remiss in something uh, because I haven't been on Twitter much recently. So I, I missed a rather important thing, and I thought I would make up for that by going... Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, to birthday to dear Mark. Happy birthday to you. I think the neighborhood dogs are howling now. Oh, jeez, I had to remove those headphones for a bit. Thank you, guys. It was my, my birthday yesterday. I turned the big tree five. Big tree and, five. Uh, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the, yeah. the kids came in in the morning, woke me up, and, and said, ha- happy birthday to you. You're 102. You smell like a monkey, and you look like one, too. And I actually, I like that version. That, that version is pretty good. It's always right. been a favorite of mine. Uh, you know, it, it's one that my stepson's birthday is today, so I, I, I did that one for him on the phone, and it's just one of those things that I, I think is just a lot of fun to, to do, and if you can't have a laugh at your birthday, what's the point? I had a great birthday, though, really, really good day. Uh, sorry, Mike? 
did did you return your presents now? Because you know Apple gave oh, you a present no. last week, and you returned that one. So no, I, actually, well, I, I didn't return the U two one. I honestly haven't even listened to the the U two album yet. It, it's okay. on my. Uh, I'll get around to it. List. Um, well, I'm not up to the letter probably, U yet. Remember, yes. No, oh. I'm, I'm not. I I'm up to the letter M at the moment uh, on the digital side of things. No, I got some records. Um, Got on the kids got me some nice records, um, some really really nice records. Um, so yeah, enjoying those. And uh, we had uh, just a, a small lunch yesterday that that went all day and, and had um, best friend come across and and have lunch with us as well. And, and it was just a wonderful day, just uh, talking, laughing, being silly, absolutely perfect. What what I really wanted from a birthday. So uh, it was fantastic. To be silly? You want just to be silly to, for your birthday? Well, I That's don't like being serious. I, I do not like <laughs> being serious on my birthday. Okay. So, yeah, I, I like to have fun with it, Mike. I like to okay. um, I like to be around people who are, are cheerful and happy. And, and so many times over the years I, I've had to put up with my mother. Oh, boy. <laughs> And it's like this year, no, thank God I got the phone call out of the way early in the morning and then I could just have fun with the people that I love and care about the most. And, and we were uh, there. yeah, just brilliant. We were right well, there. You, you, you were there in spirit. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I did send you that, that tweet uh, where you said yes. something about you popped out and I said, yeah, that reminds me I want to watch Alien. <laughs> How do you think it's yeah, I popped out and said, hello, world. And uh, the world well, said, I, I, actually, uh, you know what's funny? I actually came out like the alien did because I, I took one look at that hole and I went, I ain't going out there, man. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that to take me out the other way. Okay, we're about this close. <laughs> okay, now I'm just picturing a plunger, but anyway. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, uh, we have gone that route. Mark, yeah, we have, and, and and see, you wouldn't have gone there if I didn't come on. That's true. We would have just talked horribly it's all about my you. Fault. Right, all my fault. We would now this way, at least this way we get reaction shots now. So this true, do, you do. Well, I have to tell you too. Uh, I was talking at work, and I mentioned the fact that uh, do a podcast, and they said, "Oh, what do you do it once in a while?" I said, "No, I've done a hundred and some episodes of the current show that we've done," and they said, "What?" So a couple of the guys. Rich and John, if you're listening, glad you're listening to us. They listen to yeah. We're waving to you guys, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're sorry. <laughs> they they said uh, it gave them quite a tickle last night as they sat there listening to us. They compared us to the Three Stooges or somebody. Were, I don't were, know. Were, 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 were they wearing feathers and and tickling themselves with no. feathers? No. No. no, I hope not. Is it giving a tickle? I mean, yes. You know what, again, what Rich and John do. At, what Rich and John do after hours, we're not going to go into. <laughs> That's good because then I won't have to go into what I do when I hang up from the call and and we stop recording. Whew. <laughs> Big sigh of relief. <laughs> ah. <sighs> Massive sigh of relief. So, but let's let's start with um, as far as topics go. Since Mark's made no contribution whatsoever to the topics this week, um, sure I have. It just went south. Oh, okay. <laughs> And, and, and my know. my contribution is a leftover from last week. So. so we have that. We have leftover from last week. We got new stuff. So I'm just going to pick the one off the top that suits us as a 
is a fearsome threesome because we were a gruesome twosome before Mark joined us today. So we'll start with the one that we... Well, we I, I thought we were always a gruesome twosome before Mike joined us. He might have improved a lot. I, I, meant yeah. just, I meant just this week. Not, oh. Stop oh, with the ancient okay. history stuff. You, you tried to say how famous we were on Twitter, and I'm sorry, we're not that famous. <laughs> I don't know. I thought oh, we could call ourselves on. the... Uh, uh, the kidney stones and the uh, uh, and the bowel movements or something like that. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah, where I, I certainly had the kidney stones, and I got to tell you, geez, I could have a bowel movement. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the name of our new rock group: the kidney stone and the rock movements. No, the bowel movements. There we go. Bowel movements. Yeah. Well, we you know, it gets rid of the kidney stones if you eat a tribble. They flush you out as they go through. <laughs> Terrible. Poor little tribble. <laughs> Everything's about Star Trek. Yes, yes. it all goes. It all the goes trouble back to with Star Trek. Tribbles. Yes, yes, and, and 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 that goes right to the very first topic: the hobbies that we had as in our childhood, as that were that maybe still carried on, maybe didn't, or also the hobbies we have now, other than music. Mark, I'm eliminating that one right off the bat. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. That's that's been my lifelong goal. Anyway, no, I won't. I won't do that to you again, Kevin. So, um, and music or not, kind of non-techie related stuff. Now, I know the one thing you and I have talked about before at different times, and I, I'm sure Mike's heard us talk about it. Is we're both into Legos. We love mm-hmm. doing Lego stuff. Um, do you know they've got a new Ghostbusters Lego out? I saw that. That looks awesome. I've got to get that sometime. Um, one of our Twitter friends, Matt Hillier, um, he actually got one. And I don't know if he's built it yet, but he showed pictures and I was kind of jealous. And, yeah, I went looking to see if I could get it. 70 Australian dollars later. Wow. It's a pricey one, yeah. but it, it's pretty cool. And um, also uh, the Simpsons house, too. That That's one that's come out recently. Oh, you got a little Homer. Yay! I have Homer, Marge. Uh, I can't Nef- get over how expensive that Simpsons house is, though. It's it's too expensive for me to afford. I'm incredible. Kill me if I got it. I want it, but it's, it's too expensive. Two hundred dollars for the Simpson house in the United States. Yeah, and well, imagine the Australian tax. Four thousand. Uh, we have to. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's just it, it's shocking. It, it's it's way too much. I mean, I love Lego. But I think some of these real collectible ones and the real high-end ones are just getting a little bit too pricey um, for what Lego could and should be. Because my kids right now, they're starting to get into The Simpsons. I've got them seasons one through to three. And I'm sure that they would love it, but there's no way I'm paying that kind of money for a Lego set. It's just not going to happen. If I, you know, uh, I want to give Lego props because I got to, you know, I really, they're charging a lot of money for this stuff, but you got to give them credit because I think if I remember correctly, the patent that they held on the actual Lego ran out re- rather recently here now. And they could have been one of these companies that went around and sued people to try and keep their monopoly, but they were smart enough. They made a pivot and they went from, you know, selling the, the, 
the Legos themselves where they started getting into this more, you know, specialty stuff and sets and those kind of things like the Simpsons and all. So they managed to make, you know, make a pivot there, still stay in business, still stay with their, you know, the, the stuff that they know, but they did it in such a way that they still keep money and they keep, uh, keep in business. You know, like, look at Kodak with the, uh, they, uh, you know, held a monopoly for a while on, you know, pictures and printers and that kind of stuff. And they didn't anticipate or really, you know, correctly predict the uh, digital camera market because they thought their future was going to be an ink and printers or you know in photographs or whatever and so digital uh, you know photography came along and just kind of kicked their butts and you know now they're going through bankruptcy and lego could have done the same thing but they were smart enough they pivoted and you know now they've got the, these collector things and this other stuff so yeah it seems like they're charging outrageous amount of money but you know they're still in business yet yeah the, that is the, a good point yeah and, and the other thing with legos too is the they have a nice range of products in price-wise. I mean, some of the really cool collector stuff is kind of expensive, and I understand that. Like, there's a current set out there to build the uh, uh, the Mini Cooper. You can get a Mini Cooper. But that in itself is, I want to say it's $100 here in the United States for a, for a Mini Cooper. Now, it's a cool-looking set, and I you know I wouldn't mind having it, but it's not worth 100 bucks to me. But... Mm. You know, another good alternative to Lego, uh, and thanks to Mark for letting me on that, is the Crayo sets. Because uh, I still have my Enterprise. I haven't built it yet because I don't have a place to put it. I have my Klingon Bird of Prey that I built. So it's all Star Trek here, you know. And I did notice the shuttles out. They have the shuttles that came off the Enterprise. So I think I might ask for that for uh, Christmas so I can uh, have a lovely little shuttle to build because that doesn't take up a lot of space the enterprise is a pretty good size piece once you get it put together it's a nice big one we, we haven't done ours yet um we we sort of I, I keep putting it off and i'll probably give it to nicholas for christmas but it is pretty big yeah but if, if you like legos uh before i forget i'll make a quick plug for a there's a, a couple of guys that do on youtube have a show called the brick show and they review all the new lego sets that come out and they talk about them. They talk about the minifigs and stuff like that for Lego. If you ever want to watch something that's really interesting, uh, and even the rest of the family, my son and I are the ones that are super into it. My youngest daughter's into it a little bit. Um, but even they'll sit down and watch the Brick Show as they come out, with, you know, where they're reviewing the new episodes and stuff like that. So, But I get a great deal. Putting Legos together, you just kind of get in your own little zone when you're doing it, you know, when you're building yeah. a set. I, right. it, it's very relaxing I find I, I love nothing more than uh, you know putting some music on in the background sitting down at, at the table in our lounge room with Nicholas and just getting a whole Lego set out and you, you just you spend an hour or two hours building whatever it may be and it's just so relaxing you know you get rid of all the computer stuff and, and all the, the franticness that goes with technology and you just go back to doing something with your hands and it's something that as a kid growing up Obviously, you know, I was coming in when computer games were, were starting to, to be the end thin on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And Kevin's rolling his eyes and Mike's shaking his head. And they go, geez, you know, we were back in the days when we had to, to get the old crank and crank the motor vehicle to get it working. Um, <laughs> and, and Mike's, what, what's that in the background, Mike? My Amberola. My grandparents Ooh. Amberola. I think I've talked about that once or twice on here. You crank it up nice, and put yeah. the record on there. But yeah, that's going to crank it. The wax cylinders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so that's cranking. Very cool. 
Great. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, back then, look, I, I didn't have, we, we were quite poor when I was growing up and I didn't have access to a computer. It wasn't until I was uh, 10 when I got the, the first Game Boy. Uh, yes, Kevin, yada, yada, yada. I always <laughs> wanted the Commodore 64. My friends had it. I would go and, and play with it lovingly, but I never had one personally. Uh, but what I, but it's all those types of things like Lego I did have. I had the, the big uh, airport set with the, the, the plane uh, that was released in the mid-'80s. Uh, it, it was akin to what they now call the city range in Lego, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the standard traditional range. And I used to love doing that, and I had a, had a house. And I remember the, those green uh, grass panels where you sort of built mm. everything onto it there, and, and the road and, and you could get the roadways and that. And I don't know, I'm sure it's a lot better in your neck of the woods, but out here we don't have a lot of that kind of stuff where you go in and you can get the roads and you can get the, the green grass areas and build it. We've sort of got a mail order that stuff in. We can't just oh. walk into a store. We can only get like the pre-built kits. The stores around here don't have a whole lot of that either. I'd have to, I'd have to order that in well, or pick it up at a show. I was mm-hmm. to the place where you guys would probably like to be at the Mall of America. They got Lego Land there, and they have like oh. buckets of Lego stuff. I mean, just literally buckets. You can go in there. I, I, I don't know. We never bought any, but I think you can buy it like by the pound or something like that. You just, you could go in there like a fifty-gallon bucket, or, you know, whatever, and say fill her up. And uh, yeah, and I think they got stuff set up where you can sit there and play around with it and stuff. And we didn't spend a lot of time in there, but I know you guys would love that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I. But in, in Sydney, we've got a, a big toy store in the Queen Victoria building, which is one of the, the major landmarks in the city of Sydney. And um, I, I, the name escapes me now, but they, they've got everything from train sets to slot cars to Lego to the whole works. And last time I was in there, we spent like two hours just looking around and going, oh, I want it, but I can't afford it. I want that too, but I can't afford it. And... Um, there was so much stuff. I, I didn't end up buying anything, but there was so much stuff that I was. It was just Toyland for adults as well as kids. And and frankly, those types of stores are more targeted to us as as adults um, because we get great joy out of it. It's almost it's reliving the childhood. It's reliving a time of innocence. Plus, it, it's something that we're still very passionate and interested in. So I think it works really well. Well, and you see, I never, uh, well, I, I didn't have Legos when I was growing up. We had the uh, Tinker Toys and some of those brick sets. Now, my kids, though, had, um, they had, uh, we'd buy them like buckets of Legos. And yeah. uh, and I think we had several buckets. And I know my uh, oldest son, um, he built a stadium. Uh, it was probably a good, you know, two uh, feet long. But anyway, he built a stadium out of Legos, and uh, so he would have it. It was a multi-use stadium. He had uh, taken a piece of uh, uh, paper or something, and so on one side it was a football field, and on the other side it was a baseball diamond. So wow. he had gone and, and made things like that. And so I know he, um, you know, liked to do uh, likes to do that kind of stuff. You know, the problem is uh, uh, he's 26 years old now, so it's been a few years since he's done anything like that. So. Well, let's see. You know, I'm 52. It's been probably, I don't know, maybe three weeks since I put together a Lego set. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that the cool thing wasn't, and I don't see my kids doing this. They kind of get the sets, they build the set, and then they leave it that way. Whereas I just recall, like, yeah, I had the set of, of this house or I had this uh, airport set, 
But I used to pull it apart and see what else I could make and just keep doing it. Whereas my kids, they kind of go onto Minecraft and build stuff yes. and then destroy it, then build it. It's like Minecraft is the Lego of the future. You see, now, but Minecraft kind of, is something... Yeah. Yeah, Minecraft is what I've gotten into now because you don't need... Yeah, you don't need physical stuff. And the thing is, you know, it's kind of an imagination thing. Um, you can, they've got two modes. they got the creative mode where you just get everything and then you sit there and build stuff. I don't do that. I prefer to um, so, uh, base digitally uh, spelunk, you know, go exploring in the caves and dig up uh, uh, iron and coal and diamonds and all that stuff and then drag it out. And eventually I'm starting to build stuff. Now I built like a big old castle that I need to start, you know, decorating and furnishing. But, you know, and the nice thing is you don't physically, you don't have to clean up after all that. It's just on the computer. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, There's something to be said for that. See, I didn't have a whole lot of sets when I was younger. I had more just it wasn't a set as in here's this you're going to build like the simpson house or the one thing that uh, my son really wants is the uh, death star for from star wars and that's not happening because that freaking thing's like three or four hundred dollars um but anyway uh i always just got sets i mean it would be like uh, a box that had x numbers of of the different sizes and colors and you had to build something. It wasn't, you know, they might give you a couple little things like here's how you can build a car or something like they were just little projects. I, I even love the multiple sets. Like I've got some smaller sets now where you can, like, and it'll build a car, but three different versions of the car with the same amount of, of bricks that you get in the set. So you can change and rebuild. And I, I like that encouragement. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is a lot of fun. Legos, I, I, you know, even at my age, I'm still playing with Legos. And it's still a lot of fun. I can sit there. The only thing I found as I got older that I don't like about Legos is when the kids leave them in the floor and I step on them. And you stand on them. Oh, there is nothing more painful than standing on a Lego when you're barefoot. And that, that's, that's another plus one for Minecraft. Yes. No parts. And I've always thought... Uh, well, I, somebody may have made it, but I always wanted to make like a carpet sweeper that would pick up Legos. So you could just run around and pick those oh, things no, up. There's nothing worse than vacuuming one up and you hear it go through the, the tube into the vacuum cleaner and you go, oh. No, what's I hope worse they is won't when you need that one. <laughs> what's worse is when you step on it in the middle of the night and you say some yeah. non-kid safe words. Son of a biscuit eater. Biscuit. Sure. Yes, that's, yeah. You know what hurt worse, I think, than that was when the kids were real young, they had the Duplos, which were made oh. for little kids. Man, you talk about something that hurts to step on. Well, they're like a big block of plastic, not like a little Lego. This is like a big chunk, like ice cube sized. Well, you know, I was trying to walk through the living room. It was dark. I did, You know, I'd gotten, somebody had woken up and was upset, so I'd gone over and settled them down a little bit. And I didn't, wasn't paying attention. I was coming back across the living room, and <clears throat> and I had you, to go. You got I was, constipated? No, because that looked well, like constipated face, Kevin. Well, he no, sat that, down on it. That that was the face of stepping on something and not wanting at two a.m. not did, wanting did, to did, scream. Did, did, did you did you sit on it and bend it? No. Ooh. Nice one. No, no, I didn't bend <laughs> it. I, I I had to throw that in there. Yes, and bloody, that's a, that's bloody a, stupid people sitting on their iPhones. I know that's that, anyway, and that's another that's topic. another that's another topic. Yes, sure. and then we can talk about that a little later. But uh, so that that's the one hobby. And Mark and I have talked at nauseum at times <laughs> about our. Uh, every time we talk, it's at nauseum. We uh, okay. we just want to yeah. throw up. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, we, we've talked about trains because both he and I are into yes. trains. Right. And my, my, my father. Actually, real, uh, actually the, the pest inspector guy that came out, he loves trains as well. And uh, we got to talking and I showed him my layout and everything. And yeah. Well, you see, anyway. you guys sort of gotten along well with my father-in-law because he had a whole bunch of model railroaders. He had kits and stuff, and uh, we've got some. Uh, he passed away about seven years ago, but we did manage to keep kind of a a small set for each one of the kids. Got one of a, each one of our uh, three kids because that's his only grandchildren, and so we kept some of that. But I mean, he had he was part of a model railroaders club, so they would be setting up big layouts, and he had the big. Uh, the plywood that he would bolt together and build sets on. And he had tons of the model railroading stuff. He had tracks. He had all the little screws. He had the, the beds that you put down that you put the track on. He had, you know, all that stuff. So I'm sure, and, you know, I found it interesting, not the kind of thing that I would have done, but I know that, you know, he loved that stuff. And I'm sure you guys would have gotten along famously because he just loved doing that kind of stuff and loved talking about it. So. What scale did he model in? H.O. Okay, H.O. Yep. See, I'm, I go Moscow. up to I go up to the uh, bigger scale. I do O scale. The, okay. And the way I describe that for people that don't know, think of Lionel trains. That's O scale trains, basically. I mean, Lionel. Oh, does... oh garden layout. Well, no, garden. I... Garden's a bigger size. It is bigger, but it, it's it's similar sized as well. Yeah, this these are the trains O scale, and then there's uh, S uh, standard gauge, which is the S scale, which was like American Flyer trains. Uh, but O scale is the stuff you would see if you you know if you watch any shows from the fifties and the and stuff like that. That's the type of trains that you usually saw the kids playing with yeah. around the tree. And it's funny, my kids. I have I have a lot of train stuff. I have two two three sixty gallon totes full of train you know cars and and tracks oh. and, and stuff oh. like that. Okay. That's not a lot of stuff. No, I was going to say only three because I'm I'm sure he had that much in one uh, closet. That's the stuff. That's the stuff that didn't come as part of sets. Okay. Right. Then I have, uh, I have a, I have my first Lionel set I bought myself. I have a steam gauge, another steam gauge set. I have my Thomas the Tank Engine set that I bought, and just last fall I bought that uh, Christmas set that I, I, I think I mentioned it here on the show, and I know Mark's seen pictures of it. And I felt like such a fool when I was putting it away going, man, I wish this set had come with the box car that played Christmas carols. And I was putting it back in, and the door slid open, and I went, son of a... <laughs> there was the battery hookup to put the battery in it so that as the train ran, it would have played Christmas carols as it was going around the tree. I went, god darn it. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, and so all my kids were trying to decide who will get what set when they grow up. I said... You guys are gonna have to wait till at least Daddy's gone before you get the sets. <laughs> there are Daddies to play with. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so you, true. When you move out money. of home, your bedroom is going to be my train layout room. Well, this room I'm in right now had used to have a pretty good size layout. I had an eight foot by four foot train layout set up down here. Nice. So, uh, but you know, we needed the room for other things, so. Yeah, I, I've actually, I, I've kind of caved and said to Gretel that I'll move my layout into the shed uh, because we're we're sort of, we're not necessarily running out of room, but it's in the lounge room all the time and it's just, it doesn't really suit for a lounge room. It, you know what I mean? It, it, it really it needs a dedicated right. room. Yeah, so I'm going to move it, unfortunately, out to the shed and then I'm going to get an electrician to come out and wire me up some power in the shed and... 
and so forth so they don't have to run electricity cables through the garden so uh that should be um that, that'll be a project for the next 12 months that'll probably take six months for me to move the, the layout but i i told Greta on the weekend I'd, I'd move it if i ever get the energy what i want to do and the whole family supports is i'm going to do an around the ceiling layout right. you know, oh yeah yeah like yeah go yeah I, I know what you mean yeah i um i like that idea as well i've even seen some people where they actually have like a a chain crank and they they just lower it when they they want to use it and then they crank it up so that it actually sits up at the ceiling um obviously you'd only put storage underneath because in case the the uh you know the the crane thinny kind of fell down and done you on the head but (laughs) it's pretty cool some of the inventive ways that that people have gone to and especially men because it's very much a, a man uh star hobby yeah um, and that doesn't mean that women can't get involved because i know a lot of women uh, locally in in australia who do get involved in in the train layouts and so forth but it is predominantly uh, a male orientated then it's just something boys love trains it's, it's the same as cars i mean my son for instance we've never really been our oh, boys have to like cars and girls have to like dolls kind of thing we've just been look just Here's everything, go and have fun. And having a sister, you know, he had access to everything else as well. But he just naturally went for cars and was really interested in cars. Same with trains. And it, it just seems to, to work within the mindset and, and the, um, the masculine mind. But it, it's amazing what men will do to have a train set set up in the house and please a woman at the same time. It's um, You just go online and you look at different places they put train sets and and in cupboards and building cupboards and it's incredible it's funny it's really hilarious sorry folks i sneezed <laughs> i thought I, I thought you were just laughing at me no it was, i was trying to keep from blowing snot all over everything I thank sneezed. you i don't have to clean my screen yes you don't have to clean the inside <laughs> of your screen so those are the two hobbies that we've talked about many times Mike has something he likes to play with too. Well, not here. That, yeah. Not yeah. not on oh. the show. After oh, oh, the oh, show, oh. Kevin. Oh, okay. Um, well, there's there's things that I've there's different interests. I won't quite call them hobbies. I've never quite got to that point, but there's been things that's interested me, you know, at different times. One thing that uh, uh, I would do is uh, my my father-in-law again, he had many hobbies and you know, one of the things that he liked was shortwave radio so then um, I got he gave me one of his old uh, receivers and so I would sit there you know this is before the internet where you know if it wasn't on TV or you couldn't get it on the radio you weren't going to hear it and you know back then it was like you know about three TV stations so I found that kind of interesting I'd be sitting there and spinning the dial around and I would listen to like to some BBC shows and yeah spin that dial uh and you know different things and you know i kind of that was the first way that i kind of got to experience a world outside of mine and i'd sometimes i'd listen to the some of the uh, uh shortwave uh people uh talking once in a while and i didn't get like big into it but i found that kind of interesting you know like i say before pre-internet before you know the world got opened up to you know more people this way this was a you know an, another way to experience things outside of what we're used to yeah, it, the I had neighbors growing up that one was a CB operator, but then he also moved over into the ham radio operator. He had um, a 62-foot antenna on the side of his house. Wow. Yeah. And he could pick up, and it was a thing back then to, to do what they called skip land. At night, you could skip a signal 
further around than normally. And he would, uh, he'd talk to people, you know, in Canada and places like that. And then they would exchange these postcards, you know, you'd give them your address, they'd send you a postcard so you could prove you had talked to, you know, Joe Schmo in Manitoba or something like that. So it was, it was quite the, I, I had a CB radio for a while, but. Oh yeah, I, I went through that craze too. And well, for us, it was more than just a craze because um, we were using them on the farm uh, to communicate because, again, before the days of cell phone, if you were uh, you know, a couple miles north and the tractor broke down or you needed you know, um, somebody to come get you or something, you need something, uh, if you either had to walk to a neighbor's house, and it's kind of sparsely populated out here and the neighbors weren't always home, um, or you had to walk home. And again, so it'd be several miles. So we tried using uh, you know the short or the uh, CB radios, which they worked sometimes. But during sunspot activity, sometimes they wouldn't always work. And you know they, they were they were problematic. But yeah, we did do that, and I did kind of talk on uh, CB radio. So that was yeah a little bit almost sort of a hobby for me because I I bought a few. I had a base station. I had a couple of mobile units. I think I even got a portable one around here yet somewhere. And I should dig it out and see if anybody's even still using uh, CBs. I think they are. They still do use the truckers use them a lot. I know going up and down the interstate, I still see them on the CB radios all the time. I I used to love when I had walkie-talkies, how I used to be able to get into their signal and, and I was living on the freeway when I was a kid, or not a freeway, but a, a main thoroughfare. And, um, yeah, you could actually pick up the conversations on the walkie-talkie. It was just incredible. It was, it was fun. And occasionally, you know, you'd sort of get in there and have a chat and so forth. And, you know, some people were nice. They'd talk to you, and other people were just assholes and told you to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I even had my, my handle on the CB was uh, Grey Ghost. And the- mine was Farmer Boy. Uh why well, was the great ghost? Because that's a- it. You got you guys have to change your Twitter handles to uh, to those two code names. That's cool. I like those. Yeah. Well, I did the great ghost because the car I had at the time was a big silvery gray color, and plus I was a Civil War American Civil War freak, and uh, especially John Mosby Mosby's Raiders, which fought a lot in this area and were formed in this area. Uh, for people that know history, and he was his nickname during the Civil War was the Gray Ghost. So, well, and mine was uh, twofold. Uh, one, I was uh, a, a farmer. I was going to be a farmer. That was going to be my life passion. You know, things change, but at that time, yeah, I was going to be you know going to be a farmer. So, farmer boy. And then the other thing is Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, wrote, I believe, a majority of her books uh, about 40 miles south of here in the town of D. Smith. So the Laura Ingalls Wilder has kind of a connection here. And she wrote a book about her husband, Almanzo, when he grew up in New York, and that was entitled Farmer Boy. So for me, it was a, a twofold uh, meaning for the name there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Now, the, 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 you said, was there another one that you had, Mike? Uh, well, I've done stamps when I was young, and I collected some. And you know, that's what we were talking about last week. Was you guys were talking about exchanging stamps, and you know, that's one of those hobbies that's kind of faded. But because uh, I got the big old uh, H. E. Harris book here, that was the worldwide book, and I did keep it up for a while. And I would buy. Uh, I think they would have this like sack of stamps. It was like a pound of stamps for like fifty cents or something like that. And you'd probably get quite a few of the same ones. I think I got like a ton of. Uh, Queen Elizabeth stamps in there from England or something like that. They had 
uh, some that were quite uh, prevalent, but every once in a while you get something interesting. I think I bought, you know, maybe not too many sets, but I think a set or two, and I got some of that around here. But, you know, that was something that I did for a while. Again, that was kind of another way to get exposed to the the world um, pre-internet. You could kind of see, even by looking at stamps, you could see a little bit about cultures in other countries and what they kind of thought was uh, significant, maybe a little bit about their art. You know, it just you got a little glimpse of a culture just by looking at their postage stamps. Well, mm. see, now I collected, uh, you. I started out like you did, but I started out with uh, world stamps, uh, just any stamps I found. Then I narrowed that down to U.S. stamps. And then I started collecting only mint U.S. stamps, and that's where I continued from there. I stayed with that the longest, and I still do collect those um, occasionally. I don't, I'm don't. i not as adamant about it as I used to be, because uh, I have uh, two books that are probably about three and a half, four inches thick that have all the stamps and stuff that I collected, because uh, during like the bicentennial years here in the United States, mm-hmm. there was a lot of special edition stamps that put out. There was like some famous paintings that were put out, like the painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware that they took that as the whole picture and then they took portions of it and made stamps out not the whole picture but just like sections of the picture were turned into stamps Mm. but I had to buy that whole set I had to have that whole set to fill up to make up my collection and then after I did a lot of that and had most of the stuff that I could legitimately afford in that collection then I specialized even further and went down to the postage due stamps that the United States issued. So I started collecting postage <laughs> due stamps. And, of course, I didn't realize at that point that, and I could get the current ones. I could just go to the post office and buy them because they hadn't changed them in, like, 25 or 30 years. And for all I know, they probably still haven't changed them. <laughs> um, but I collected the old ones. I have the postage due. I have mint postage due stamps that go back to either the early part of the last century or maybe the late part of the 19th century. I can't remember how far back that portion of the collection goes. So I, and, and then the commemorative stamps are always fun here in the United States because they're the ones that have stuff on them. I mean, you know, like the Elvis stamp, if you want to think about something that's been issued recently or when the Apollo Soyuz missions and stuff like that, I have all those stamps and, and all that kind of stuff. Did you ever get one of the um, uh, Madonna stamps? Madonna the singer. No. I, I would have liked a Madonna stamp. Would you have licked the backside of Madonna? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. But I went there. I ain't denying that. I ain't denying that. She's the hottest 50 year old on the planet. They, they, well, see, now that's the problem. Modern stamps in the United States, you don't lick. They're peeling. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's lost that. That yuckiness that we used to get oh. on the ton when we used to have to lick like ten of them at once for, or, you know, even more for Christmas stamps and so forth. We just peel it and stick it. I mean, it, it's probably better for our health, but it's not as much fun. Yeah, and you don't get to go. Ah! Yeah, well, I think not... some places had a little water wheel, uh, like a little ceramic oh, yeah. thing, and and you could kind of wheel it around and uh, do the we, stamps. We, we had the sponges, like the sponges okay. in little glass jars, and and they were just wet enough, and then you do. But they always seemed to come off. Like they came off really easily when you'd use the, the watery sponge, but. When you use the sticky saliva off your tongue with yeah. tons of bacteria, the bacteria held on to the little little, little letter all the way across the other side of the water when I'm spreading the germs. Oh, Imagine. thank you for that image. Now I'm picturing getting uh, germs from all over the world. I'm a germ collector now. <laughs> well, just think, just think of it, Mark. Last year when I sent you that Christmas card, I licked it shut. 
Ew. <laughs> oh. I just oh, I took oh, stamp so like, dirty. I need a shower. I just took stamp collecting to disgusting now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we want to do stamp collecting anymore. <laughs> but that, that that's I also collected coins for a while. I ended up trading a lot of my coin collection, except for some, to off for stamps. Um, now I think the uh, my mother in law uh, when we. Um, when they started issuing all the state quarters, I think she got a set for all the kids. So that's 50, was it 50 or 50? How many was in that set? There's 50 states. Did they have some extra ones for District of Columbia? They've added some more, yeah. They they ended up being like 52, I think, District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Yeah, I think so. And I think, so she, uh, well, she used to work at a bank, so she'd know people. So when, uh, well, I think her uh, her brother uh, worked at a bank uh, down in Iowa. So when we knew the sets was coming out, she would just have him each time one of the states come out, just get a roll of those quarters, and then she would save them for the kids. So it's not like you know the thrill of collecting. What am I going to find today? It's not like you went through your change and found them. But you know, she did have a set of those, and they're you know they're kind of interesting. Each state picked something that was unique to them, and they put it on the coin. And so we got a collection. I think South Dakota is uh, Mount Rushmore and a uh, bison, or is it a buffalo? Yeah, uh, I, I, I've got, I did when, we do have one or two complete sets that we just collected by pulling it out of our chain. We didn't do anything special. It's with the exception of when the Virginia quarter came out, I have a whole roll, uh, $10 worth of the Virginia quarters. Just, you know, I live in Virginia, so I got to have $10 worth of Virginia quarters. Um but yeah, there are some. Spe- I have some silver dollars when they were really silver. I have um, I have a lot of wheat pennies. I have uh, during World War II one year they didn't make the pennies out of copper. They made them out of steel. I think it was 1943. So I have a couple steel pennies just because that's kind of interesting to see a steel penny. Um, but uh, you know, I have other oddities like that that I kept. But a lot of the stuff. Uh, stuff I had that was, you know, like I had tons and tons of Buffalo nickels and I got rid of a lot of those, traded those off, went to a stamp and coin store, said, here, I want to get rid of these. How much do you give me for them? And then I'd take that much in stamps. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what South Dakota's design is. Uh, I think I'm looking at the proposed ones here because they also had one with the South Dakota's uh, state bird, the ringneck pheasant on here. Um so I, 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 or maybe it was the ringneck pheasant is when they ended up going with. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, that was kind of uh, you know a special and unique thing. So yeah, the only the other hobby uh, talking about collecting stuff that I collected, and I still do kind of collect it too. Are uh, I don't know if people know the specific brand Matchbox cars. Mm-hmm. A lot of people now, and they didn't stay popular. Most people now collect Hot Wheels. Um, yeah, so the yeah match- I don't like Hot Wheels. They're, they're not the same. They're not made as well, in my opinion. No. Um, but I still collect Matchbox cars. Primarily, I focus on stuff that's special. Like every year, uh, they've been putting out, um, for the NFL teams around the league, they put out the special edition truck for every year. So I have all of them going back to 1994 for my team, the Dallas Cowboys. So I have a couple boxes full of these trucks, and I don't open them, which drives my kids yep. nuts. Yeah, but that's, where the, that's where the value is. Tell them, hey, listen, they're not opened. When I die, 
make sure you go to a collector and get the best damn price for it. Do not open the box, because once you open the box, it is worth zip. Yeah. Well, you know what they're going to do? I want to see what's in here. Rip! Yeah, I know. When I'm gone, (laughs) if they want to do that, I don't really care. I'll I'll, I'll come back and haunt mine if they do that. (laughs) Mark will have already had me in his cupcake at that point in time, so... uh... Oh, jeez, I don't need to go there. Hey, guys, um, you know another hobby that I used to have? I'm a big book reader, always have been my entire life, and I used to love the choose-your-own-adventure books. Do you remember those? No. Um, I, I never had them. I heard of them where you, uh, it's, it's the first kind of interactive type thing, right? Yes. Where you it, read. It, it, it was the, the, uh, uh, so you'd read a few pages and then you'd be given the option, go to page 92. Uh, if you want to see Kenny fall off a cliff, uh, go to page 63. <laughs> if you want to see, uh, Kevin, Drop dead right now. Oh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin was, yeah, Kevin, put your hand on Yeah, I couldn't think of anything else. You were disturbing me on video, so I went with it. Uh, but what it was, was it, 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 it wasn't a linear style um, novel where you read it from page one to page 300. It jumped all over the place depending on where you wanted the story to go. And I don't know, do you guys ever remember in Web 1.0 days of the hyperlink novels? Mm-mm. No. Okay, uh, very, very similar where you'd, you'd have no- novels that authors would write, they'd publish it online, and then you'd have the hyperlinks to go to read this portion of the story. So say, for instance, if we're talking about uh, Mike's hometown and, 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 or Mike's life, for instance, or even the three of us. Okay, this is a better analogy. The three of us doing a show. Well, you'd read a blurb about the three of us doing a show, and then you'd get um, find out what Mike does after dark. Find out what Kevin does after dark. Find out what you know. Oh, crap. They know what they do after dark. Oh no. <laughs> no, but they, they, these these were they, these were. <laughs> My God, you guys make it hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now we are oh, after oh, dark. Shit. Mark, I told shit, you not I to did, tell. I did, not, I did not mean for it to go down that way. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. well Mike. I like that one. Okay, we, we, we got rewind here. Okay. Okay. So you're talking about Mike's after dark and... <laughs> what Mike does after well, basically it, it's just not a linear form where it goes page one, page two, page three, page four. It allows you interactivity to choose where you want to go within the story, and and find out, um, you know, and read the story how you want it. So, you know how sometimes when you read a book and then you get towards the end and you hate the ending. Well, this is like that multiple ending. It's very similar to some movies that release the DVD and they'll have the alternate ending, and you may like the alternate one better. Well, they did this in book format, and um, it was just – I used to love those books. I, I ended up having oh, probably 60 or 70 of them, um, and they only made like 150 or something, but it was just a great series. Now, see, the, well, the books I read a lot as a kid that I really enjoyed were uh, – the Encyclopedia Brown Mysteries. Oh yeah, I love those because they were they were kind of Mad Magazine. 
I read, well, now, if you're going to go there, I read Mad. I read yep. Cracked. What was the other one? There was um, three of them. That, there was two takeoffs on Mad. It was Mad, Cracked, and I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, here's a bit of collector's trivia to tie that together. I have the 500th issue of Mad magazine personally autographed to me by Mr. Dick D. Bartolo. Ooh, who has cool. been in got been writing for Mad Magazine since what, nineteen sixty or something? Yeah, I think I grew Very up with time. him. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That is a cool collectible. Yeah, I got I'm gonna get it framed at some point so I can have it up because that's just cool. And he, he autographs everything under the sun. Dick's a really. I mean, I've corresponded with him a couple times. Bit, bit like Steve was. Yeah, I mean he. If you if you buy something from Dick, he'll send you an autographed copy of something. He always throws in extra stuff. Um, I still have somewhere laying here on my desk. I don't see it at the moment. The Gizwiz button. It was it was a USB thing because that's a show he used to do with Leo. He still does the show. Leo doesn't do it anymore. Thank God. But you plug it in. If you hit it, it just sent you right to you to his website. That's all mm-hmm. it did. But it's kind of cool. And he wrote me a little it's note. Yeah. He wrote me a little you know, note. That, that, that's a cool, like, business card thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He even wrote me a little note. Here I found Here it is, back here behind this. Uh, he even wrote me a note. Uh, and, and Kevin's got to blow off all the dust. See, what? it's the it's last one. the last little... smart button. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it got dust. I cool. need to clean that part of my desk, desk off, apparently. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Dick, but Kevin's well, messy. Oh, God, yeah, look at the fluff. You can see the fluff line up. <laughs> fluff? Woo. Well, and then, you know, and I think Mad Magazine, I think Alfred E. Newman and what? Me worry? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. You talk about Mad Magazine. That's where I, I wasn't old enough to get in to see the movie, uh, what was it called? The Omen? Is that the little Damien? Yeah, the only right. yeah. I think I, so. I wasn't old enough to get in and see that, so I read it in Mad Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my view of you know movies back then that I couldn't get in to see when they would do their satirical takeoff on them. It was really cool. Yeah. And the thing I always like about Mad Magazine was I forget what they call it, but in the the back page you could take the trifold. Oh, yeah, yeah, the fold. Oh, in, the fold in. Awesome. Fold in. Yeah, fold the fold in. in. Yes. Yeah. That and trying to get it lined up so you could everything would make sense. You just oh, trying to wouldn't it, wouldn't it be bad if you did the fold badly too, and you could never quite get it to fold correctly? Oh, that again. would aggra- oh, that that'd aggravate the piss out of me when I do that. Yeah, I hate well, it. Yeah, because the letters didn't quite line. Up. This don't make sense. You know, the little bit of ADD I have, not as much as Mark does. <laughs> that would just drive me or ODD, I guess whatever. It is. OCD. OCD. That's it. You got an A-D-D-I-O-C-A car. I, look, I, I, I've got all the acronyms. You do? Do you have the E-I-E-I-O? I don't know what that is, but I probably do. Well, me being the farmer, you know, I, I probably got the E-I-E-I-O. Oh, okay, gotcha. Old MacDonald had a farm. That's why Mark has no hair. Things just keep going over his head all the time. Yeah, well, they I mean, rushing through and, the and start, uh, creating the little. <laughs> see the planes coming in. <laughs> ah! Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's like the sarcasm. The landing strip. Yeah, just shine a light off there. It can be a landing light. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. 
<laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think. That's those were the main hobbies I remember having as a kid, and that I kind of carried forward to today. And then today, yeah. it's kind of devolved into computers and podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I do have a non tech collection here that uh, I well. I got a shot glass collection back here. Not that I've used any of them, but uh, it would just be like the in-laws would go somewhere and they'd bring me back some. But I do have a shot glass collection. I've probably got about, oh, I don't know, 30. I don't know. I, yeah, I probably about 40. Mugs. I, I like collecting coffee mugs um, depending on, you know, certain artists and bands and 12-gauge shot glass. That's, that's a cool one. Um, I, I like collecting coffee mugs. Um you know, the different bands. Uh, I, actually, I got one for my birthday from the kids, um, which is um, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and World's Greatest Dad on the Mug. And uh, so it, it's kind of cool. I like that one. Yeah, I've got, a lot, uh, I've got a lot of cool mugs. I do like coffee mugs. I get those occasionally from people. Well, see, I, I use them too. Like, I, I can understand yours, Mike, where you've got them up on display. But I, I just put them in the cupboard and I just, when yeah. I want a coffee, I pull them out. And, oh, great, cool, I've got it. I, I don't. I use some and some I don't. Now, like I have my Mac Power Users mug. I have. You my, know, some of these collectible style mugs though is you put them in the dishwasher and they start to get ruined and that. Like some of them are really poorly produced and that's really disappointing. Uh, especially if you pay decent money for it. It's like if I, I pay a reasonable price, I want something that's going to last. And some are just so bad that. It does have to sit on the shelf on display. Yeah, well, now, the couple that I do, I have, like, that, the Mac Power User. I have the one Allison and them sent me, the yep. new Silicast mug. And I have my Apple mug that came from the Apple store. I but, should bring Allison's mug down here and put it on top of my, my desk down here. Yeah. I w- you, well, my Twitter picture, if people notice my avatars, I've got my no Silicast hat and my no Silicast mug. You're in the mug. So, uh, and... Uh, but though I, I do have a few coffee mugs. I, had, I hadn't even thought about those. And then recently, over the last few years, I've talked about it too, I seem to have a lot of Sheldon stuff from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about you me. You know, the, the USB where the plug pops out of his head, that's the disturbing one. This one. Yeah. Oh, he's breaking his Sheldon again. Listen, then pop out of his butt. Mm. No, that would be the... Uh, the um... Oh, shoot. No, I forgot his name. Not Leonard, the other one. Howard. Oh, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't be his butt. Anyway. Yeah, Howard's always popping out someplace. So <laughs> you just have to be careful Oy. with that. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the main stuff that I still fool around with. And then we won't talk about, like Mark's music, we won't talk about my USB drive problem. Yeah, I well, think we've got some real extreme OCD collecting things that we do that, yeah, we really don't have to speak about them again because they come up all the time. <laughs> well, and mine isn't collecting so much, but I've kind of gotten into Minecraft. I can play that for hours on end. Uh, you know, as far as the time suck goes, yeah, I, you know, I, I do that quite well. So It's very relaxing, though, Mike. I mean, that, that's oh, the thing about Minecraft is that even when you're in survival mode, it's not... It's not like a first-person shooter. It's not like a racing title. No. It's, it's not frustrating no. where you get the shits with it all the time. You just want to keep exploring and keep going and and finding what's next. It's almost like you've, you've got this virtual world. It is a virtual world, but right. it's almost like you get sucked into what you'd like to do in real life. If no one else was on the earth and it was just you, 
and you could go dig in wherever you wanted and go and, and look at whatever you wanted with pure freedom. But that's what Minecraft is, really. Right. It's just, it, and, it, it's an escape. It's what I think, uh, you know, services like Second Life was sort of aiming for at one stage, oh, but wow. never really quite. Yeah, I forgot I did Second and, Life was. Yeah, yeah, Second Life, I, I tried that for a couple of months and it was okay, but it wasn't. It, it just didn't appeal to me. I, I still, I, I loved um, SimCity, the original SimCity, and then SimCity right. 2000 was really good. And that sort of world-building type thing is really good. And, I, you know, initially I sort of looked at Minecraft and I'm like, why have we gone backwards in technology? And and when I say backwards, I, I'm referring to the pixelated view that Minecraft is. But it, it's, of course, it's stylistically designed to be that and it works perfectly being that if it was more realistic i probably wouldn't be interested and i probably wouldn't like it but initially i was sort of unsure about it i'm thinking you know because we always look at graphics now and we go we want better and more realistic and then suddenly minecraft comes along and it is not futuristic it is not realistic and it's just different but it's a good difference um once you get about half an hour into it you start to oh i get it now and you don't see these big pixely blocks anymore. You see the different elements within the game. Yeah, and my two uh, two of my kids play uh, Minecraft, and uh, Ryan has gotten onto a server with other people. So then it's become you know more of a communal thing where you know these people get together and they do things and they have rules. I think they had somebody that was getting you know mouthy, so they kicked them out. So there's you know certain things uh, rules you have to live by and apply and everything. But you can cooperate and work with people. They give you a little marker so you can like mark an area as your territory that you're going to you know do things there. But you know that's communal and. I I think you can work together. I think they got little villages where you can get together and you can trade and barter stuff and things like that. And so, you know, they've created you know a little online community there. And uh, you know, I don't know any of these people well enough. I might, you know, I almost feel like weaseling my way in there. But I kind of like the solitary stuff though too, where you can just sit here and you can build. And I should take a picture of my setup here because when I'm playing Minecraft, I have a chair that reclines here. Um, I don't know if I could turn this enough so you guys could see that even, but I've got the chair down here. Yep. Oh, nice. Look at that setup. That is yeah. a Minecraft and a half setup. Oh, yeah, cool because then the, the, the footrest comes up. And then over there, I got a lap desk, so then I can put it on there. So then I can have my keyboard and my uh, trackball that I use for that. So I can just sit back, relax, my feet up, and I can just sit there. And I can run around, and uh, you know, after spending. Oh my uh, god, that's the geekiest thing I've seen all week. I'm jealous of that, Mike. All right, I I win the geek points now. That's that's cool. I, I, I love that idea. I will award you two million five hundred sixty-three thousand three hundred eighty-one geek points for that. I missed it by one. Okay, yeah. anyway. <laughs> You can have a couple more marks. Okay. And, and see, the thing yes, is, sir, I don't have any left. Well, and, you know, the thing is, when I get done, you know, uh, you know my uh, janitorial job or whatever, because I've been using a step counter, and uh, uh, like last week, I think I did over 100,000 steps in five days. Um, There's a few nights I had like 20, 21, and I think 23,000 steps. So, you know, when you get done walking all day, you want to rest, you want to sit down, you want to put your feet up, and you want to do something that just kind of gets your creative juices flowing. You don't necessarily have to – I like the solitary aspect of it because yeah, okay. I spend – enough time with people for the creative juices mark yeah. yeah and and i get away from people yeah um i'm worried about mike's okay. juice never mind yeah well 
Well, blame Kevin, Let Mike. He, he interrupted. No, that's okay. Like no, uh, but, you know, it, and it just, it's something that, you know, you can get creative, you can build stuff, you can do things, and, you know, you don't have to, like, negotiate with people that, you know, how about we do this? You know, you can do your own thing, uh, and, uh, and you know, I've seen some things that I'm in awe of, some of the things that people have done in Minecraft. Somebody built a working hard drive, a 100K hard drive, uh, just using Redstone and uh, all the things within Minecraft. So, I mean, you know, it didn't look like a hard drive, but it was functional. You could store data on there and you could retrieve data it was um and they had it all set up in there i've seen another one where a guy built a working computer in in minecraft and some of these people their creativity scares the crap out of me because some of the stuff you know, I, I made a swimming awesome. pool last week so. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah most, <I> <laughs> uh yeah i haven't done anything uh i oh i may have built a swimming pool once but yeah, I, I built a castle up there but i haven't started decorating haven't started doing much with that i've gone on this thing uh, i found a couple uh, mine shafts in there so i've been harvesting wood and tracks and everything so now i'm trying to set up the supply line thing where i can go off out in a distant part of the map there and harvest a bunch of stuff and then send it back to my warehouse there what i'm going to do with it when i get all this stuff in there i don't have a clue <laughs> Mm. And I should be building things like hoppers so that I can just dump stuff in there and it'll sort it for me rather than going click, click, dragging it over and putting it in boxes. All the time. I should try to automate things more. And I even something simple like an automated or semi-automated uh, farming operation where you could the crops will grow up and using some redstone and some water and some other things, you can uh, like push a button or flip a lever or something like that. The water will rush down, automatically harvest the crops for you. Uh, and I think it'll even take it and put it in the box uh, storage box for you and then you'll have to go back and plant it there i've seen a couple of those things and that stuff is just uh it's mind-boggling yeah, it's, it's really it, impressive it's quite the creative thing that some people do there i i i have never gotten into minecraft maybe i ought to give it a look oh you'll be hooked kevin i'll be hooked hooked till my brain is cooked well maybe too late for that but uh, yeah. Where's I'm the glad point? You said that, Mark. I was thinking it. <laughs> Where, where's the point for remembering that song? What song is that? I'm hooked. I'm hooked. My brain is cooked. Space mm -hmm. Invaders. Don't you remember that song? No. You don't remember no. the song Space Invaders? Uh, let's take some geek points off him, Mark, because mm. that's just... no, 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 no. It's a real song, and I, I challenge the listeners to back me up. I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube. Okay, and if no listeners back you up, you lose all your geek points. Tim Chatton, he will... Oh, don't go asking <laughs> Tim to do it. He does it just so that he can get me worked up. Tim will Tim will know. I mean, even though it happened before he was ever born, when the game Space Invaders was coming out, this would have been, you know, the late 70s at some time. Not doing the old man shtick, but the uh, they had there was a song that was put out. I forget who put it out, though. It was called Space Invaders, and the one line in the song was, I'm hooked, I'm hooked, my brain is cooked. That was, And that's the line from the song. But they, And they play the sound effects of the game Space Invaders in the background, which is an 8-bit style game, which ties in perfectly with Minecraft. Minecraft. Wow. See? So it all, it all goes back to, uh, yeah, uh, wait, yeah, it all goes back to 8-bit, apparently. Yeah. It's it all goes forward to Minecraft. And it's all 8-bit like Mark Bytes. I don't know, you know. Bytes, uh, bits, and... Okay. He's all bit and bite up. 
Yeah, I don't know where to go with that one, listeners. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Just look stupid and it'll be fine. <laughs> I do that hey, naturally, so, you know, it works. Hey, that's my superpower. Yeah. <laughs> My soup. Never mind. I'm not going to say what mine is. Uh, yes, we don't want to know what yours is, Kevin. <laughs> so I think on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to wrap up this week's show, and uh, we'll start in order of the people I like the least. Mark, can you tell people how they can find out more about you? Simply head across to markgreentree.com. So, and Mike, what about you? Does it, is there any way to get a hold of you in the electronic world? And there may be one or two. Uh, I tweet every once in a while, uh, sometimes even semi-intelligent things. Uh, and uh, so if, if you're the Twitter persuasion, uh, I'm a DSC Chipman on Twitter. Uh, I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Um, and um, we're taking sci-fi tech talks, taking the week off. Uh, other people are traveling. Um, next week... The next show we're do, we're going to do the movie in time. But then after that, we started plugging on this week's, this last episode of Sci-Fi Tech Talk. We're going to have a Google Hangout, and we're going to have people come in, and we're going to do the movie Guardian of the Galaxies. So it'll be us three, so we'll have room for seven other people in there. So if you've seen the movie, have watched the movie, uh, and want to come in and comment and just have a, a good old discussion about it, that's going to be the week of – I closed my calendar. Uh, it'll be in two weeks from this Sunday. So what's that? The uh, uh, So by the time we eventually get this episode released, it'll be like 24 hours after the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, it will be the, boy, you'd think by now I'd understand how a calendar works. Um, no, they keep changing The 12th. The, the 12th. 12th, yeah. Right. The 12th of October. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I know that we kind of do these, uh, yet, uh, the, our episode, our show is done here a little ahead of time, so it may or may not be, it may come out just before, but, uh, e even, uh, you know, if this works out, keep an ear to us, we may try this again and see how it works, but, you know, it's an experiment, Julie came up with it, we thought, hey, what, why not, uh, you know, a little listener participation, and I'm sure we'll have a couple people that'll be kind of interested, so, uh, we'll see how this works, but that, you know, that's the 12th, but, you know, that, so that's what, I got there, so yeah, I'm done talking about myself now. That's it's all it'd right. Be cool, it'd be cool if you guys actually recorded that handout and threw it up on YouTube as well, Mike, for anyone who uh, can't be there live. I think you know. I well, I think that's probably. Uh, I think we probably will. I, doesn't uh, a hangout do it on, or do you have to tell it to do it? It depends on who starts. It, sure. it, no, it does do it automatically as long as you start it as you start it as a hangout on air. Okay, and I, I think you've got to have. Your accounts linked yeah. or something. Your well, yeah, whoever, YouTube accounts. And... Yeah, whoever's hosting has to have a YouTube account uh, uh, hooked to it, so that's the way it works. Well, I think Julie's our ringleader, so I think she's got a lot. Because we tried to hang out once before, because we kind of want to get a like a, a live chat room set up where people could talk to us while we're recording. Like, I don't have enough distractions going on in my life. But <laughs> it would be kind of cool to have people in there. Because sometimes, you know, we always hear Leo talk about his, uh, you know, the, the, the chat room being his brain, because obviously somebody has to have it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mike. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it would be kind of cool to have somebody there that... That um, uh, you know, just to correct us, because we all have our you know our brain farts, memory lapses, our yeah. USB flash drive gets cooked <laughs> or something. So uh, it'd be kind of cool. we try that, and we keep thinking about doing it. But uh, you know, ch uh, check us out sometime. SciFiTechTalk.com. 
That's good. Well, if you want to find out more about me, you can always check me out on Twitter. It's uh, B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or go over to my uh, long-suffering about.me page forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, leave us an iTunes review or something like that. Uh, that would be great. Go over to geekiestshowever.com and uh, feel free to check us out there. And so I think that covers it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And please remember... sorry. And yes, Mark is a sorry individual. And so please remember, between now and next week, if you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. Here we go! Curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information. <laughs>